Um, another week, another sleigh, another day. <laughs> we made it. It's actually only Tuesday, but we made it. Um, if you've been following along with our journey, health, mind, body, spirit, cleansing, we are... <laughs> that was great. Oh, was that yeah. We are um, still doing the boxing classes. Yeah. I mean, get fit. Guys, I've officially done 11 classes. That's amazing. Yeah. We're at this really aesthetic boxing class. Um, it's called Rumble Boxing, and they take photos of you when you hit your 10 class yeah. membership, like 10 class pass. Yeah. When you've done a 10 <laughs> But I don't know why they don't take the photo before the class. Yeah. They wait till after when you're all red and sweaty. I was like, I really didn't want to take that photo today. I was checking all day to see. They haven't posted it? I can't look. No, they haven't posted anything. That's good. Um, highly recommend joining yeah. a fitness class with your girlfriends. It's a great time. It's a lot of fun this morning. Our instructor was singing along randomly and... Yeah. He was fun. I was nervous when I was like, oh, why would a man be here? But he was great. Yeah, we were giggling. We were yeah. giggling and we were crying and sweating and all before 8 a.m. in the morning. Who are we? We're really living. This is our new level of celibacy that we've reached that we're now doing morning boxing classes. Can you believe it? This is where we're at in our lives. I'm not I feel good. Though. Yeah. I'm not really good this morning. I feel like I have my life together. I could conquer the world. When I get up at 6.30, I'm like, who is she? Like on the way there, we were both in the car just wanting to die yeah afterwards we're like we are the most yeah. amazing human beings 100%. on my way there i was listening to my functional sad girl playlist yeah i noticed that i didn't want to say anything but yeah. i was like can we get like all too well off it's <laughs> 7 a.m in the morning and on my way back i was listening to think girls can get it <laughs> playlist i mean two sides of the all within the space of two hours so we'll be doing it again tomorrow. I know. Yes. And I know when that alarm goes off again in the morning, I'll be like, oh, well, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I also know when I messaged you, like, should I pick you up? You're like, well, why are you so early still? But I knew by the time I got to yours. So. It worked out well. Yeah. Anyway, so that's us. That's our weekly update. Not much has changed. No. Although it, it is springtime and like the weather's been popping off, like due to global warming mostly, but... Um, <laughs> It was nice and warm this week. And also, isn't your situation back from overseas? Uh, <laughs> he is back from overseas, but I would hardly call it a situation. And mm. secondly, um, I would like to see him again. I just sort of waiting on that initiative from him, which, to be honest, he did asked to hang out last week but I was busy and he had a busy weekend so this guy that I've been talking to and I've been on a first date with him um he was overseas for a month and he's just gone back uh he's been back for two weeks now um not that you're counting not that I give a shit <laughs> I don't care I don't care guys this is me being nonchalant two days one hour 27 <laughs> minutes and five seconds later um, he still hasn't texted me no, but he has te he texted me when he got back, which was nice. Um, he texted me last week that he wanted to hang out, um, but I was busy during the week and he had his birthday weekend. He's a Virgo. Um, anyway, um, I haven't heard from him this week. Granted, it is just Tuesday, but um, do you think I should message him to organize a hangout or should I wait for him to reach out to me? 
What was the last message that you guys sent? The last message that we sort of exchanged was just about fit checks, about sort of putting outfits together and sending it to each other. And so how many days has it been since you haven't spoken? A week. But we only speak once a week usually anyway. Like that's been our mm. like, thing. Mm. So that's, that's been your unusual. thing. It's not, it's unusual. It's minimum contact. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not unusual because mm. we spoke a bit yeah. on Hinge, but then because he was overseas, it was like a once a week. There's no week. expectations this early in dating with yeah. how much you should message or whatnot. Honestly, though, when we do message, it's paragraphs. So like I'm not pressed on that. I think I'm just like, all right. I'm keen to see him. I've said it. Um, it would be nice to go on a second date. So should I message him or should I wait? What do you think? I would personally wait. Yeah. At least until Thursday. Right. I mean, he knows you're there. You've been on a first date. Yeah. He knows you're keen to hang out. Just because you were not available for one day doesn't yeah. mean you haven't got the rest of your life to see him. Rest of my life. Mm. Um, I also know from his end that he is keen to see me. Do you? Yeah, like I can catch that vibe. So um, I think I can like judge just by the way he's been telling me that he's really keen and he enjoyed our hangout and whatnot that he does want to see me. But again, these boys are... Yeah, see what I... When I know a guy is keen on me, it's effort they put in outside of the words they say. Yeah, of course. That's the action versus talk that we spoke about. So, What effort is he putting in outside of words? As of now, there hasn't been any, like, effort aside from, like, let's definitely... He said, like, let's definitely catch up uh, this week. So I was expecting a message, hey, like, when are you free? Um, But, again, I don't want to have too much expectations, but I also, like, I have this... Like, half of my mind is, like, if he wanted to, he would. And the other half is, like, let's just give him space to reach out. But then how long am I going to wait on that? This is where I think you should find some more men to add to the roster because all your eggs are in one basket with him. Yeah. So then it just makes you the pressure for him to ask you out more heavy. I think it's also just the fact that because it was a good first date, I'm like so sick of Hinge that I'm like, let's just like hang out and let it be fun. Versus me going back on Hinge and talking to people again. Like I'm just like sick of that. Do you know what I mean? So it's more like we had a good time let's see if something is here because I desperately don't want to go back to him. But you sound like a person who's in like a, like, like are you only dating him because it went okay on a first date and you just cannot be bothered getting back out there in the dating scene? We had fun on that date. Yeah, but is the main reason that you're seeing him again is because you hate online dating and you just don't want to go back in those trenches? No, it's not that. Like I'm happy to be like off the like off hinge and stuff completely um and also not talk to him completely um i just like want to hang out with him again i guess okay um so we'll see if he messages yeah it's your early out. days yeah we'll see play by ear we'll keep you updated next week if we yeah just he's... as a fii guys his nickname is irish boy yeah <laughs> so if we hear us referring to him irish boy irish boy do you want to talk about how he stood me up has a covid fling Oh, yeah. Did I tell you? I told you about that. Yeah, babes. Oh, God. <laughs> when did I... <laughs> like, oh, God, I'm not ready for these hard truths. Let's just get it all out there. Delilu. So, basically, um, during COVID, he bas- he was hooking up with someone. Um, Irish boy. Irish Let's boy. call him Irish boy. So, Irish boy was hooking up with someone during COVID, and apparently, um, they developed a 
bond a unique bond was his exact words and like they had some kind of primal sexual connection he said primal yeah um, to you, a girl he's trying to court. He said he has a yeah. primal bond with another lady. He said it's really just animalistic sex that they're having. So that's great when like a fresh person is in this picture. Like that's a lot of pressure if someone's having animal sex with someone. Would else. you just hypothesizing here? Yeah, don't talk to anyone. <laughs> Would you start seeing someone if they said that they still have feelings for their ex and have animalistic sex i asked him did you guys date like is this something that you guys have like pursued and he said that they did try dating but they don't work that way it's it feels like they have something still there because i don't know the last time they hooked up um clearly i think he is still in touch with her to some degree um and i'm kind of like so what role am I going to play here? Like, am I going to hand out mints after you guys have primal sex? Um, it was a weird thing to share. Um, so Is yeah. he sharing it like he's setting you up for an open no, thing? No, it didn't feel like that at all. Or is he setting he it up? He asked me, what, you, like, what are you looking for after our first date? And I said, I'm looking to date and get to know someone and hang out and do activities and see where that leads um and that's he said that that he's on that page with me as well he said that there's nothing there for him anymore with that situation um and that he is open to definitely meeting new people and trying new things with new people i'm here for that but also they ask you first so they can mirror your response yeah but i mean <laughs> i don't think what what else is there for me to do like i can't like there's only so much as a human being that i can do on these streets with these men because i'm trying to be honest about what my intentions are um and he's like i don't know like yeah what can i do what else can i do i mean here? you can play by ear and just yeah asking it felt questions. like he was like with the whole covid friend thing it did feel a bit more like this was my past situation this is like what I had most recently. And like, this is what I'm trying to like do something different now. That's the energy I got from it. Um, and maybe a little bit of just like, you know, I like to have good sex energy as well. Who doesn't? Um, so a little bit of both, I think. Um, yeah. I also didn't obviously share too much about my past situation. I was just like, yeah. yeah. What do you think about? Because I don't want to share what like happens. I don't know him that well to like, let me like unpack now what I've like my previous dates or my previous guy I was with. What do you think about people who unpack their ex relationships on a first date? No, that feels like it's too soon. Like, isn't that too soon to have the ex like conversation? That's what I thought. Like, I think it's a red flag when it? they yeah. bring it up. Like, if it's a passing comment, it doesn't really affect me. But like, it if it, like if they want to talk about it. Yeah, it makes me feel like maybe they're not over this situation. But technically, this guy's talking to you after one day about her. Yeah, but technically, we've been speaking for four weeks now. One date. Yeah, physically one date. It's okay. I have, you know, I'm here for the ride. You, this is what dating's all about. It's about, you know... We'll do it for the plot. Discussing. We'll do it for the plot, if I don't, not. Yeah, I don't know... I don't love it, to be honest, because I don't want to hear that, like... I'm getting ahead of myself, but like if we were to go and have our own sexual experience, like in my head, I'm like, he's already had this like amazing connection with someone else sexually. Then like, is he going to be comparing that to 
That's... But also, that's the least of your worries right now. Yeah, like, I'm still waiting on a text, so... <laughs> but, because I know you wouldn't have brought it up, so did he bring it up? Yeah, he brought it up. But it was mostly just about, like, when's the last time you were with someone? And then that's where that conversation led. Um, so, yeah... Well, watch this space. Watch this space, guys. You know that in this space, it's always something weird going on. It's never straightforward cookie card. There's always a left turn. So. I mean, single girl season. It's about getting out there, dating, exploring new men, females, men, whatever you're into. Women. I wish I was a lesbian. <laughs> I honestly wish Me in too. my whole heart. I wish I was a lesbian. I can't. That's how I know that this is like not even a lifestyle choice. Because if it was a lifestyle choice, I would have made it a long time ago. Yeah. This is like almost like self harm at this point. With Dating men. men is. Yeah. It's it's an emotional roller coaster yeah. to say the least. I was speaking to um I had therapy today, guys. <laughs> but I was speaking to my therapist today and um she was saying that when you feel like you're getting triggered by emotions that's because emotions are always connected to memories so for example if you're waiting on a text say with from irish boy you're not just waiting on that irish boy text you're experiencing the same emotions that you had when you were waiting for like pizza out or all these other boys that never texted you back or like fumbled you or disrespected you and that's the energy you're bringing in when you're waiting on a text from someone else so just like having that awareness that anxiety is coming from like past experiences not from the current experience mm. um so that was a bit eye-opening for sure yeah i feel I was that. like i don't i said to her like i feel silly like waiting on this text message from a guy i only went on one date with she's like it's not you need to have like a broader horizon onto like what is the situation it's not just this one guy one situation it's your whole history mm. so that's what's coming into it so something to keep in mind guys literally that's why i feel like we get so anxious around changes in energy with texting because you've experienced it before yeah. and it never ends well yeah and we know what, where it leads always so yeah love that i also like yeah are you speaking to anyone on hinge right now i know you said you were taking a break before i'm not doing anything <laughs> i am completely we're doing the, the thought of men repulses me right now yeah. i just see them i'm just like why are you so dusty and yeah. i just hate all men i'm in a very i hate all men era at the moment stronger than usual um and i can't get past it and it's, i don't want to get past it it's honestly like i don't even know what to say to that just because it's a state of being for <laughs> us now at this point. and i feel peace i actually don't but i feel peace in my dating life <laughs> that's good yeah, it's small wins. A win is a win, baby. <laughs> I really feel like I'm. I've still got it. Um, I still have all these people that have liked me or whatever sitting in there that I haven't responded to. I think I just need to like delete it because it's still taking up energy in my life, just sitting there. And I know that yeah. I still sometimes go on it when I just want validation. Like when you're bored and stuff. Yeah, it's really unhealthy. So I just want to have like a a cleanse like you know when you just have a cleanse you just need to restart reboot the mental state and then start again i get that so i kind of want to do that especially because we're you know we're doing boxing and we're like just on our ground with content and whatnot so i get that which is why part of me is like it's almost a good thing if i don't hear back from irish boy because there's a lot of other things going on for me that are really good and exciting um yeah trying to guess that yourself yeah i do that i do that so (laughs) I don't need a man. <laughs> I actually don't. You I don't. I got my vibrator, so it's fine. Amen. Look at her apartment. 
I got my own apartment, guys. I it's renting, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like living alone for the first time, and it's been great. So also. I gotta like look after the energy of this space and not like just bring any man into this place uh, anymore. <laughs> not to bring any man anymore into this place without proper, yeah. Movement. Yeah, exactly. The door stays closed, the legs stay closed. Legs minute eyes closed, yeah. <laughs> no, we're still celibate. Speaking Ish. of, yeah. you know, it does lead us into hyper-independence, which is what we wanted to talk about today. Yes. I mean, both of us <laughs> both of us struggled with this to the extreme, I think. Yeah, 100%. Where does it come from and why are we so hyper-independent? Well, it's like this reluctance of relying on others, right? So that comes from like deep-seated trauma. <laughs> We love. Let's just like dive deep into trauma What's now. What's a podcast episode without diving into trauma first? <sighs> anyway. I can't even remember oh, the God. TikTok that I watched that I was like, we need to talk about this because I don't even know what I have to say about it. Why do you think that you're hyper-independent? Like, let's start there. Do we become hyper-independent because people consistently let us down? I think so, but I think that it would have to be such a pattern that it starts at an early age. I mean, yeah. Yeah. My case dad left me. Point. <laughs> case and point. <laughs> I think, I don't, I don't, this is it's like therapy. I don't actually like know. I need like a therapist to unpack where it comes from. Yeah. But I know I'd prefer to just get it done myself. Yeah. And I like, I think for me as well, sometimes it's more knowing that I can do it myself. And if I can, then I can look after myself. And like if the chips are down, I can do it myself. I can look after myself. The chips are down. Yeah, like so, if there was a situation in which there was no one to assist, that I can complete a task, whatever it is, on my own, and mm. I can survive on my own. I think that's where mine comes from. It's a lot about just making sure that my foot is never off that pedal. Like I'm just, I can get this through on my own. It's exhausting, but yeah. Mm. And I feel like a lot of it also comes into like people pleasing. Like you don't want to bother people. Yeah. And 100%. you're just like, I can just do this myself. What's the point of asking someone to help yeah. me? Also, I think maybe it's the vulnerability, like the weakness of looking like you need some assist. Mm. Maybe that can come into it because if you're like vulnerable in a a space um, and then if you're let down as well, that would suck. So like if you can do it yourself, even Mm. if you're scared, despite asking for help. And I guess we've also learned to be hyper-independent because we haven't had stable long-term relationships that we've been in. So we're just used to doing everything ourselves. It's easy for us and we're just like, it's not an issue. Whereas some people who have been in those long-term relationships are just used to having someone there to do it for them. Yeah. It's also, um, I don't think I've ever asked a guy for help for anything in my life. But also I think, have I ever needed a guy to help me with anything? There was this one time where I had a flat tire on my way to see Dog Park Boy. And um, he uh, messaged me like, oh, like, drop your location. I'll come and help. I was like, nah, it's okay. Like, I called ICD. He was like, "Uh, you're like already on the way to my house. Like, you're so close. Just like, let me know. And I'm like, nah, it's okay. I got it. Don't stress. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I got this. I don't need your help. Don't want it. Um, but then he was like upset with me because he was like, why don't you just let me help you? Yeah. But I was like, turns out I shouldn't have let you help me because you're a dumbass. 
but um, that's a separate issue. Yeah, that's well, kind of like toxic masculinity. Yeah. Like some guys get their worth from being able to help others. I feel like that's a lot of it. And I see like some like of these girlies on TikTok that are like, guys like to help you or like the depth and like distress energy where they're like, you can rely on them or go to them and ask questions or ask for help or directions. Mm. For what reason would I do that? Yeah, so I know this couple. Yeah. So she'd been asking him to like fix a pool fence for ages and he wouldn't do it because they need to get it up to regulation whatnot he wouldn't do it so then she got fed out she's like i'll just call someone to fix it yeah it's not a big deal she calls someone the handyman comes over fixes it but the husband walks in and he's like why would you do this like i could have done this like i feel so like like my power is taken away from me and my she power was is taken away from me she was just like you could have done it the first yeah. time. Why does it take, like, someone else doing it for you to... Yeah. Also, because, like, I came to you first. So. And also, like, who cares if there's a handyman that you're paying yeah. to fix exactly. your pool fence? I would be, like... What's that masculinity thing about, like... I don't understand. Like, watching another man in your home fixing something is, yeah. like, taking away your power. If I saw a man, like, fixing something, I'd be, like, I'm a rich bitch and I can afford to have a handyman. Yeah, 100%. Cost of living, I can't even afford, like, a fence. <laughs> Let alone a pool. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone a house. <laughs> I'm on the streets. Oh my god. A lot of the um like understanding with hyper awareness also comes from the form of isolation. So if you like you intentionally or like isolate yourself from others if you have an issue mm. because of that vulnerability as well. You're like, oh You're speaking very loudly. I <laughs> guys. Yeah, I hate people that much that I prefer to just do it myself. Yeah. There's also a fear of, like, perfectionism to be seen as, like, less than. Daddy! <laughs> wow, triggered. I am perfect. <laughs> so, I don't like where this episode's heading. But there are some, like... Yeah. Positives? Po- actually, there is some positives of yeah. being independent. Again, it just depends on the scale of where mm. you're from on being hyper-independent. Um, but some of that can be resourcefulness. You're pretty resourceful, problem solving, which is a sleigh. You could be exhausted, but you're resourceful. Go math. Go math. Go math. It sounds like we're surviving on an island. Like you're resourceful. You will be okay. You don't need no friends. You got your volleyball. Um, you also like probably have more productivity energy because you are relying on yourself more to be able to accomplish these tasks questionable i mean you could still be productive even if you're running on e do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like you could be running on fumes but you're still like getting shit done Mm. that's not good for your body obviously so it's a double-edged sword but i thought we were going through the positives again where are you on this scale (laughs) at the top (laughs) i don't know what perfection (laughs) self-discovery self-destruction yeah pushing yourself to the limit um financial stability that's a big one for me when it comes to hyper independence like being financially uh independent and stable again this does like tread back to like a lot of family shit but for me to be where i'm at now is like i need to know that like i'm able to cover myself financially um i don't really ha- i don't have anyone that i can like call up and ask for money so like all that financial burden is on me um, and it does feel like a burden a lot of the times. Um, you, I've called you up, like, panicking a mm-hmm. lot. But, um, yeah, I think financial, like, independence and stability um, really is a benefit maybe of hyper-independence, even if, again, depending on where you are on the scale. But I think for myself, 
that is a plus just knowing that I have the resources to rely on myself financially um that feels like a win to me <laughs> so that is a win. yeah and it also win. makes me just so much more um, aware of like when I see couples with like financial stuff that, that are joined together like bank accounts and all that sort of thing and like I used to work in debt collection as well I'm just hearing some of the horror stories about like what women have been through like with their partners and stuff um financial independence is like a big thing for me because like I just don't want to end up in a situation like that yeah no um I was just gonna look up <laughs> the quote that Nicki Minaj says <laughs> oh she says the worst position is to be financially dependent on the man or something. I don't know. Say it like... She said it at an award show. Oh, she said it when she was like performing to like the crowd and I was just like, I love you. Yeah. She's also a Sagittarius, so I mean... Is Nikki a Sagittarius? Yeah. Taylor Swift said to her recently, you're my favorite Sagittarius oh. on stage. Why? Yeah. Um, I love that duo. It's so yeah. random. We love to see it. I just remember like <sighs> Nikki saying to Miley, Miley, what's good? I love Nikki. <laughs> um, but yeah, even just like on Real Housewives and stuff, the way like Erica Jane went through all of that with Jordy and stuff. I mean, that's a bit different because I feel like she was in it. Oh, I feel like she was too. Sometimes like, you know, yeah, the, the shoe drops, whatever that saying is. Penny. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway. Um, a few other things that come, maybe the benefits of being... Um, hyper-independent is leadership skills because you can take charge and have that initiative with the resourcefulness and all of that so it could be you know high-paying jobs again girl math <laughs> so are you telling us to be hyper-independent no but also i find with leadership roles and whatnot i struggle with them even though i am hyper-independent because i want to do everything myself yeah i don't know i feel like i'm hyper-independent but i'm I feel like delegating because I feel like I have more control with delegating, to be honest, mm. because I know who's doing what tasks and when they need to come to me. Um, and I feel like having that oversight makes me feel like more in control than individually doing all the tasks myself. Um, so, yeah, on the flip side. Mm. Two sides. Two sides of the coin. So those are some of the benefits of hyper-independence. However, it's not all good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was never good to begin with, but there are. We're um, trying to gaslight ourselves yeah, into thinking like, it's guys, good. You're fine. You don't need therapy. You don't need to do any work. You guys are perfect. Um, we are perfect. Perfect little angels. Um, do you know, like remember that TikTok sound? I don't know if you heard it. It's like, and she was a fairy. <laughs> what does this have I, to do I with fairies? Our listeners are fairies across the world. We love you. Um, okay so what do fairies have to do with hyper independence let's go so our little fairies could be experiencing <laughs> a lot of uh challenges i'm just a baby <laughs> so um the challenges now that comes with hyper independence is the burnout mm. extreme burnouts i mean say less um and you can become really irritable as well like with that because you just feel so isolated and you could also, with all that control that you're trying to have and accumulate in your life, you could just be losing it completely because you're dropping the ball because mm. you're doing it all alone. So there is that potential for like, in like, sorry, there is an aspect of loneliness 
um, that does come with hyper-independence because you're holding it all in. Even if you do have like a supportive group of friends around you, you don't know because you're not even asking them for help. You're not letting them into your lives. You have lack of emotional support. You have lack of others' perspective into a situation because you're just looking at it through your own viewpoints. you got your blinkers on. And if you allow other people into a problem, you could get different perspectives on how, what solutions are available to you. Uh, which is a hard one to do. It's very hard to let people in, especially if you feel like they're going to find this silly. They're going to find this like, you know, I'm bothering them with this situation. I can do this on my own. You don't have to do it on your own. Um, if you allow people to help you, you have space to do more. Delegate. Delegate your issues. Um, and you could also, yeah. <laughs> I think that's maybe it. I think problem solved. Guys, that's all you gotta do is like relinquish control and you'll be fine. You don't need therapy. Guys. Done. You just have to listen to this podcast. So <gasps> from two hyper independent bitches. Yeah. On the spectrum. The hyper independent spectrum. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls. Do you feel like there are any kind of tips that you can provide on <laughs> <laughs> being hyper independent? <laughs> uh chad i think for me it was mainly just learning how to trust the people around me to like help me and not feel like weird about asking for help or even just sharing a problem even if it's just a vent i think that was a big one is like and maybe that also ties in with the people pleasing you were saying earlier is not just being like a punching bag for someone else's issues or mm. like you know listening to someone else's problems but sharing some of your own yeah you know. i feel like my what are we doing? my hyper independence isn't related to like feeling lonely or like not feeling like i can ask people for help it's like i feel like i've just been let down and disappointed yeah. by other people when i have previously so yeah. now i'm just like coping mechanism is just like i'll do it myself self-reliance i don't feel lonely i don't feel like any like weird like guilt or whatever yeah. i'm just like why have expectations of people because they'll let you down there you go well i think that's i i know for me that i came from a loneliness like perspective on these issues but it also does tie into the fact that i wasn't able to rely on anyone um like any adult in my life that mm. could assist me with issues so then that's where the independence came from like a survival point where if you're going to make it then you need to be on your own and do things from AIDS, like a to z on your own um and because there have there were a few times where i think i did try to you know show that i need help in situations and there was that letdown element mm. um, which is like it's a huge blow do you know what i mean yeah. it's just like oh my god well then this is what happens when you ask for help so let me just be on my own and do yeah this on my own, so. and i feel like it is so hard to ask for help yeah and so you just expect people well not expect but you just hope people can like well sometimes you don't even realize you need help but you just yeah. can't ask for it and you don't know how to verbalize it and yeah. then People can either, like, if they know you well enough, will be like, whoa, yeah. like, girl. And I think because, like, you know when you have that, like, situational awareness where you can kind of gauge other people's energies and vibes and, mm. like, kind of, like, suss on someone's, like, maybe going through it or whatever it is, um, maybe you expect people will do that for you. Yeah. So, like, if people aren't catching on to your, like, energy shift or whatever it is, you're like, well, maybe, like, okay, let's, <laughs> nobody can get me but me. <laughs> yeah i, I guess that. this lonely word 
Um, so yeah, I definitely think there's like an expectation maybe mm. sometimes that other people should be paying attention more to your energy and if mm. they're not, then that's ties into that hyper independence where like self-reliance always wins. Damn. So a lot of layers. Guys, we're just peeling back that onion. I know. <laughs> Different angles of yeah. hyper independence where we are. Yeah. I feel like it pops up a lot for me in really, like, I'm going to say relationships yeah. in a very loose term, but, like, any situation with a guy, that hyper-independence, it somehow kicks up a notch. Like, it gets heavier. Mm. Like, I'm more, like, aware of my independence. Yeah. Whenever I'm talking to a guy or seeing someone, I suddenly become aware that I need to hold on to that independence more. Yeah. And, yeah, I get that because I also, when I'm dating... I don't want them to feel like I'm relying on them in any yes. capacity, which yes. some people like want, you yeah. know, you want that in a partner, but I'm like, yeah. I can live my best life with or without you. And I, yeah. you know, and like, you're here, that's great. But if you leave, see ya, yeah. you know, like, you're not this, like, this isn't about you. This is, yeah. yeah, I get that so much. Like I've definitely seen people get into like the seeing someone and very much immediately there's this, like, you know, this role has appeared where a very masculine like energy guy femme needs help mm. can we do this for me can we do this together come with me to this come with me to that um and yeah i just like for me that would bother me like it would bother me to no end do you know yeah. what i mean so i feel like a lot of people like that codependence yeah like it can go the other way where people are very codependent like yeah. in an unhealthy way and then it can go our way where we're just so yeah. independent that we don't know how to no I'm just bond. like yeah but <laughs> so even if they ask me oh like how's your day and like I could have had the I'm worst like, good, day of bitch. my life how are you yeah like <laughs> how dare you ask three breakdowns today but you would never know I had the best day ever thank you for asking how was your day yeah. so yeah I don't know I just yeah emotional like, support like see ya oh, not happening never. I've never been able to be like yeah like Maybe, like, could do with a cuddle today. Like, could never. Literally, I find I try and do it sometimes, and it just feels so unnatural unnatural to me to, like, be... Yeah. I don't know. One time I um, dog park boy again, because he was doing uni, um, and, like, I was really stressed before exams and stuff, and... Because you were doing both of your work. I was doing his work, too. Oh, my God. It's okay. 21-year-old me. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay, girl. I see you. <laughs> anyway, I was so stressed. And um, he, like, kept asking me, like, what was wrong. And I was like, nothing. Everything's fine. But, like, I'm breaking down. Um, and then I remember he just gave me a hug. And I started crying because I was just like, that was my breaking point. But I just hated it. I hated, like, I wished he would drop it. I wish he wouldn't touch me. Like, I was just, this is, like, too much for me. I was on overload. Mm. Um, it's really hard for me to ever let some like let a guy in to anything yeah. personal like they're always at an arm's length they're always like this is just good fun times i don't want any like any of the deep shit any of the like let's unpack none of that like it's so hard for me so yeah maybe it's just because men can't be trusted i mean this breaks <laughs> into a whole nother issue of trust issues and yeah. emotional vulnerability we don't yeah. have time to cover today. I don't know how many days we have to sit here. I don't know how many therapy sessions I need to overcome these issues. I need issues. to like unpack that with TabTab. Oh my god. Yeah, so I like the amount of times like we've been burnt by men to then like be okay to open up to one is like it feels like the wrong move every time. And then you do and then poof, gone. 100%. 
if you tell them what's upsetting you, they'll somehow upset you ten times worse. Like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah oh, I you survived that. Let me let me do you worse. Let me redo that exact thing that happened to you and that you were scared of. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, so. You got cheated on you, <laughs> Bebs. Watch this. Watch me destroy you. Watch me drag you to the seventh circle of hell and leave you there. Well, sorry guys, that got deep. I saw a man flash. Yeah, I was just like, whoa. Let's reel that back in. Um, Should we um, love that? Hi, Brandon girlies. This is a shout out for you. Yeah, We see you. Yeah, let us know what issues you struggle with. In your hyper-independent state. Era. <laughs> hyper-independent <laughs> era. Hyper-independent era. Gorge. Um, yeah. Do we have time for a little pop culture moment? Sure. What do you want to talk about? I thought maybe... Have you seen... Russell Big following? Fun. No. Damn, there's just too many celebrities Russell being cancelled. No. Um, Ashton Kutcher. Oh, yeah. He stepped down from his, like... Child, child child trafficking. Yeah, yeah, child trafficking. Ashton, how do you say his girlfriend's name? Why? Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. They wrote a character statement to that guy from That So 70 Show yeah. who has been charged with, with rape. rape. Trigger warning. I, um, the levels of rage that I felt reading their statement to the judge, they basically just like a character statement to the judge of, you know, in that statement they said, um, he is no longer um a threat to society and it would do worse to his kids for him to be away from them but the fact that they said no longer a threat to society and i'm just like what did he do see angels i'm sorry like what do you mean no longer is his penis been cut off and like is that what that means when when they bring in like he's a good dad he's a good guy it's like yeah they can be that and they can also behind closed doors be a horrible human being being a dad doesn't stop you from being an asshole I mean, take a feather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't understand. I just was really disappointed because of all their work that they do um, in the space of uh, trafficking mm. um, to then come around and say this because it was their friend. Um, if I found out that a friend had acted in these ways, that person is no longer my friend. That person is my enemy. Yeah. I have nothing good to say about that person. I'm disappointed in them. I'm mad at them. And I want to distance myself from them. Mm. Their apology was even worse than their statement, in my opinion. Um, and honestly, like, I'm just upset with them about the yeah. whole thing. Because it's- they said, like, especially for Mila Kunis, and I always, like, I'm harder on women just when it comes in that space because I feel like almost every woman on this planet has been in a situation where they have had their safety taken from them. I mean, she was 14 on the show and he was 19 and he he made a bet with the other cast members to kiss her with tongues, which in Hollywood filming you're not meant to do. Yeah. And he did it. I didn't know that. 14 years old. And so, and they're all, quite a few members of um, that 70s show have like Scientology. We like to say that. I'm scared. Like, I feel like someone's going to, like, pop out. <laughs> uh, come for us, Scientologists. The red-headed one who's in... Um, red-headed one. Red-headed one. Donna, she's in um, Orange is the New Black. As like, the... Uh, yeah. I was, like, I thought... Yeah. Anyway, it's a whole other issue. But their apology video 
against that wooden background yeah did you see the yeah. tiktok where it was like these guys have a pool they have like yeah. a pool house and they're architectural digest yeah um and they're like they've done it on this like wood paneling but we know exactly where you're sitting and you're like backyard. yeah they did it on the wood paneling to seem like they were one with the people yeah like we're just behind a shed like yeah. not in our lavish pool i just think that there is no defense that you can give to someone who has committed these heinous acts yeah there is no defense that you can provide them in terms of their character because they've shown their character um they've shown who they are there's no defense for that yeah if anything let's stand by the women or the people who have been abused who have had to come forth re like play that event in their lifetime before a judge a jury put themselves in the spotlight who've had to relive that trauma. Let's stand behind those women. Let's not let those women down once again. So like, honestly, like just like waters of rage that I was feeling with this whole Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis thing, because every, like every choice they could have made to do something right, to make the right decision, to stand by the right people, they decided to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is no forgiveness from me for that because that's it. You're done. And I just I can't like fathom the choices that they've made and if this is what they're able to present to the public imagine the kind of decisions they make behind closed doors so there is no room for error when it comes to these situations for me you're either a person who can look at that and be like I hate everything about this you're no longer in my life you're a terrible human or you try to justify this person's character as if this was some kind of misjudgment no, this was a choice. Yeah. And it's not like they came out with the apology video at the time after he had been charged. They only came out because their letters became public. Because it was leaked. So this apology is not because they felt bad. It was because, hey, let's save face. Let's keep some of our movie contracts. Let's stay in the public eye. Let's keep that bag coming in. Um, this is not coming from a heartfelt place. Again, waters of rage. Mm. Like, waters of rage yeah. constantly with these Like, people. their PR team set them up behind yeah. that wood panel. This is They've a, got a yeah. script. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. It's I just, just disappointing. I also just... My biggest thing is, like, I always feel like, at what point do we see, like, active change in our world around these issues? Um, it's 2023. Like... Finally, please let us just do better. Like, please yeah. let us stand behind women and behind these stories and behind these truths. I'm like, so I was just really upset, I think. Yeah. Because I was like, once again, we're letting people down. Yeah. And I think what's coming to light with a lot of these cancellations is that celebrities get put on a pedestal because they're celebrities, not because they're good people. Yeah. Like, yes, they're good actors. Yes, they're really attractive. But they're and good at their job. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're good people, but for some reason, society just puts them on a pedestal. Their opinions are face value. They're going to be great people. And now, like, we have all this footage of everyone doing things behind the scene. They get control of their own social media. Everything comes to light. Yeah. And we're just discovering week by week how just insensitive and silly. Yeah. They're just so detached as well. Yeah, they don't live on the same planet the rest of us do. Especially with this cost of living um, crisis and like people not even being able to afford housing and whatnot. Yeah. Celebrities used to just glamorize their life all over social media yeah. and we used to lap it up like the Kardashians and the closets and the yeah. bag tours and whatnot. But now it makes us angry yeah. when they're flaunting their wealth. Because and people are losing, they can't feed, put food on like, sorry, people can't feed themselves, yeah. they can't house themselves losing their jobs left, right, and center. The planet is burning. Yeah. So there's a lot to be angry about right now. There's and, a lot to be upset about. And yeah. so to have these celebrities kind of 
although some of them also try to like humanize themselves like oh i want of you guys like yeah i'm trying i'm still trying out here yeah you like know? yeah i think that's why the kardashians are no longer relevant because everyone's tired of them cosplaying going to the grocery store like it's a fun activity yeah yeah it's just i saw this thing mm-hmm. as well uh, just about the whole oprah thing um and the rock where it's like when Oprah was doing her apology video, she said something like there was an onslaught of, you know, um, attack to me and whatnot. And this guy was explaining and he's like, that's because people like Oprah who have these billions and millions, they see themselves as on top of us. They don't see themselves as humans like the rest of us. They think of us as others and lesser than. So even with their apologies, even in all this, they still feel like the only reason they're apologizing is because of the attack they're receiving. Mm. Not because they feel bad or because they can do better. It's because, oh, the little people are mad at me. Yeah. Let's pacify them. Yeah. And I think with those especially older celebrities, there's been a war between public opinion and them. Yeah. Whereas magazines would release an article and, yeah, you'd gossip with your friends about it, but they would be detached from our opinions, whereas now it's, like, in their face. On their comment section, on socials. Even if they turn their comments off on Instagram, people are making TikTok videos about yeah. it. Or like, you can't escape public opinion. Um, and, yeah, I, what I would like is more just, like, accountability. And I think so. Yeah. a lot of them are getting there. Not them themselves, but the public are, like, holding yeah. them accountable now. Exactly. So... I, mean, I don't know, like... I feel like that's why America's trying to ban TikTok. Yeah. Keep the people quiet. Keep because when we band together... And I saw this TikTok that was like, um, if Congress bans TikTok, then we'll have all the time in the world to go out and do marches and do protests and do all these things. So, I mean, I don't know. there's already so many. Please stop. I just want to get home from work. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, it was a big week, I think, for pop culture moments um and yeah i think we're just in a space now that it's time to do better or get out like that's where i'm at mentality wise with these celebrities and their mistakes yeah i'm just like also in like the year of 2023 you cannot for one second like play the ignorant card you have resources you have teams you have people if you don't understand something look it up take the time do the work i will not accept this ignorance we didn't know better you can shove that. Like, I'm serious. I'm done with it. I don't want to hear it. Amen. So that's where I'm at, you guys. Yeah, speaking of that, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. <laughs> Drew. Do we have time to unpack her? And Russell Brand. I mean, the list of cancelled can celebrities. Can I say something about Russell Brand? You sure can. I, I have never liked Russell Brand. I've always felt a very creepy, weird vibe with him. I never enjoyed his humor. Never enjoyed anything about him. Um, he has yet to put out any kind of statement regarding the um He said it's not true. When did he say this? I didn't He's it. denied it all. He's saying that it's like a conspiracy against him. Team has dropped him. His whole like management I mean, team has dropped PR him. PR teams always drop him. As soon as there's any light in this space of yeah. obviously, like I mean for good reason, but happens with it's not just him, it's like every celebrity. Right. You're associated with like SA or something dropped. Yeah. I've heard that like um, there's like a lot going around on TikTok about this other comedian that sort of talks about Russell Brand back in the day, says something along the effect of like he knew and he didn't do anything. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's hard. I mean, from the get, always with the victims, survivors. You know, we support women, but he's 
he's had his moment where he just seemed like a big scumbag. Scumbag. His comedy was like very like you know, blase, whatever, yeah. like low blows and whatnot. But then I feel like he had like this massive like spiritual awakening and kind of went full kind of I think we'd call it left wing here but I think they call it right wing in America is that right oh he went like 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 full left wing like no like left wing like really woke and like very like and I actually did enjoy kind of his takes on certain issues and I think it was kind of like boycotting a lot of the public uh public like media and just yeah well because Honestly, Russell Brand gives me Joe Rogan vibes, and mm. I'm just like not about that energy. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I also think that whenever a man is like witch hunt conspiracy, I'm just like here we fucking go. Like this is the exact same thing that every man says. And whenever a man says witch hunt, I'm like, babes, yeah, your ancestors were the ones that were witch hunting, and now like when it's like some you feel uncomfy in a situation, you're saying witch hunt. Yeah. Like your ancestors and you guys killed women calling them witches because then you had a read <laughs> or whatever it was. And now suddenly like that's you relax. He yeah. Need, he needs to go through this. And like, I hope that he does get charged and I hope that he goes through the process, like the proper system, the justice system, um, because you should not be able to get away with this. If there's an accusation, let's see it through. Like let's, of course. So, Heavy, heavy episode. Sorry, guys, it's a bit heavy, but it was a heavy week in pop culture. Yes. And I hope that if this is like any of the essay stuff that's come out has triggered anyone that you have a support system and that you have people that you can turn to in your life and people that you can rely on to look after you um, and that you just take time for yourself because, you know, seeing a lot of it on socials was probably going to bring up stuff for you. Um, So just make sure you take time for yourself, even if it's just a break from socials, just to check in with yourself and make sure you're okay and on that note on that note guys it's a bit of a short episode this week but we're already in 52 minutes um we just want to make sure that yeah we get our little podcasting weekly um and you know please comment if you guys want us to talk about anything specific or dive into any issues But we'll catch you next time. Yeah, catch you next Thursday. Alrighty. Bye. Take care, guys. Bye.